0: Everybody, welcome to the show. This is Tara Talk with Shannon and Kathy.
1: It most certainly is, and it's the best
0: time of year. (laughs) It's horror times, although it's horror times all the time around here.
1: Welcome to Horror Friday. It is Horror Friday. I like Horror Fridays. I mean, I love our true crime stuff, but I do love to just like dig right into the.
0: Yep, I like to go. The blood and guts. Or go home with. Both topics,
1: damn it. We're liking
0: liking the new format. Yeah, damn it. (laughs) So if you go back and listen to older seasons of our shows, we switch it up. We switch it up sometimes, usually every season, but you never know. Maybe this one will stick. We got to keep it light and lively for ourselves. Today on the show, we will talk about uh, some recent horror watches. We will do some little horror news. We're going to talk about Halloween Horror Nights, which we recently went to. And... Horror Facts with Kath, ladies and gentlemen, which I know is the only reason why you show
1: up. That is really the the highlight of everyone's Friday. Okay. Right. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about Halloween Horror Nights and what we did (laughs) and how it went. So it was a bit of a shit show. Although, (laughs) I will say, I still enjoyed the houses that we went in and... I absolutely enjoyed the first couple of hours before California got torrential rains for the first time in a year.
1: (laughs) And I I was joking with Shannon about this because they were like, you know, come rain or come shine. But they're also going, yeah, we don't get rain. So they were not prepared.
0: No, of course. And I'm like, oh, so they say the event's going to be rain or shine. But then they start closing houses because the water's falling in on all the actors and the props. And so... One of the houses we tried to go to, they're like, oh, no, yeah, it's closed. We're like, "Okay, so this is going well. But then, of course, we didn't really prepare either. Other people had umbrellas and things. Yeah. Kathy and I are like standing there with our out. It's like, oh, okay, So, yeah, no, we 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 didn't do this right either. Because, of course, all the forecasts were like, yeah,
1: it'll stop by seven. (laughs) No, it no, it actually. Yeah, I was going (laughs) to say because there was a we got there and we're like, oh, it's you know, it's it's fine. It's stopping a little bit. And then all of a sudden it was like the sky opened. Yeah. Like an
0: hour later we're like, Oh no, like it's mind. not stopping.
1: So we, we tolerated that for a minute.
0: We did. We tried. We really did. And for about an hour, we, we, we gave it a shot and we saw some other things and did some other things. So that clouds our thought process this time. Uh, I think we are both trying, going to try to like independently maybe go again. We'll see.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, the weekends the weekend had a maze there. Yes. Right? That yep. was sure did. Very creepy theme that if you watch the video to his song, they do a whole maze and I want to and I know that I get dramatic. <laughs> she's giving you a qualifier that she's about to be dramatic. But I've <laughs> been to a lot of Halloween horror nights. Yeah. And this maze Creeped you has out. not left me.
0: Yeah, she really definitely. She definitely came out of the maze like creeped out. Because like I would say that the maze was not scary. Like it I would not use that word disturbing. It was more disturbing, and and that's and I've watched reviews and watched a bunch of YouTube things, and 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 if you've watched walkthroughs of some of the mazes that we went through, and
1: it the whole a lot idea of people's
0: reaction is like oh.
1: The whole idea is it brings his album to life in this maze. Yeah.
0: I think if you haven't seen the, I would say if you're going to go, you know, watch the video first. And so you have some context of what, what's
1: going on. But you know, I hate mannequins Yeah, and there's there's so much of that (laughs) and like botched plastic surgery and just, it's so, it's like nip, tuck on acid. Yeah. It's like striving for perfection and how that really goes very, very wrong. Oh. It's really, yeah, it just, but it was disturbing in a way that I'm like, I kind of want to do it again. (laughs) Yep. And And the music's really, I mean, I like his music. No, no, it was good. It was good. Killer clowns was
0: good. Mm -hmm. The universal monsters was good. You know, one of the things that we also experienced is that because of the rain, a lot of the stilts walkers weren't out. The sliders. The sliders, about the chainsaws, about half the cast wasn't there. So you could tell in the streets that, you know, in order to keep the actors safe and everything, they didn't have a, a lot of the ambiance that you would normally have. And also some a couple of the houses seemed a little light. It was also opening weekend, so... I have a feeling that if you are local and you and we're talking about the Hollywood Horror Nights, not the Orlando. So I have a feeling if you were to go to the Hollywood Horror Nights in October, uh, maybe it'll be better. You know, it, I imagine it would be better because I've seen YouTube videos and all of this of people covering the event. And it looks a lot different than when we were there because of that rain issue. So but. We would both recommend the event because it's a lot of fun. And I know that uh, we were running around trying to find vegetarian food, and we didn't do our research, so that was part of the problem. But, like, I looked it up afterwards because I was curious. Yeah. And there's quite a bit. (laughs) We were just like, nah, nah. There's quite a bit in the sense that almost there's four or five restaurants there just so you guys know if you happen to be vegetarian i'm not even gonna go vegan in this if you're vegetarian if you're vegan you're fucked yeah i mean whatever right like bring your own food if you're vegan you know the strife you know you know the struggle uh, Vegans are like, I don't want
1: that fucking food anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're vegan, you know that when you go to someplace like that, you're already, you you know, you prepare for yourself. You take care of yourself in many ways because that's a harder nut to crack right. in, in public. But if you're vegetarian, there's just like four or five, six restaurants that have the Beyond Meat. So they, they'll they oh. make any burger that you see on the menu. with really good to know. With, with Beyond okay. Meat. Okay. Um, and then in the app, there was also like the couple of Mexican restaurants that are in the park. Mm-hmm. They also have several vegetarian oh, well, options. That's good to know. So I did a little research afterwards because I was curious. I like, appreciate
1: that. Yeah, that's helping. a good friend. I'm
0: helping. So I have a little list for the future, but like I got real curious about that because I'm like that just seems
1: archaic yeah because I remember them having more last year
0: but also we were running
1: around irritable in the rain we were by this point and, and
0: hungry here,
1: so <laughs> here's my thought and I know that we're like do we give more money to this event this year but like we missed Scarecrow the reaping I, I mean that I, I still thought Legends Collide was a pretty cool that so that was the the Wolfman Dracula and I want to say this, the mummy in that part of the maze was really flipping cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was so cool. Yeah, I want to, like, La Llorona, mm-hmm. I've heard is really good, because I did watch a bunch of that's, reviews That's right, afterwards. we never ended
1: up getting into that one, did we?
0: That No, because that's the one that closed that's because of the, the, the rain, rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to see the Scarecrow one, and there's other
1: things. We but, did the Horror Hotel, though. Yes, we did. That was pretty cool. That yeah. was pretty cool. And so, Blumhouse was fun. Mm-hmm.
0: Whether or not I get to see it again or not, yeah. I'm fine. Whatever. You know, just know. I'm sure it's the same fantastic event. I've watched some YouTube videos and stuff. And everybody has a great time. And lots of the houses are getting a lot of great press. And they had a lot of fun. And some people are like, oh, it's the best year ever. And I've been for 10 years. So we still recommend the event. And sure. it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's one more narrative. We are very... It's one s- more narrative we have. <laughs> we're
1: very spoiled as Los Angelinos. Oh, yeah, You see how I did sure. that? <laughs> um, we're we don't get rain so we're always like we can do whatever we want because we don't ever have to worry about our stuff being canceled
0: right but i will mention that we were already irritable because it was like 400 (laughs) degrees yeah and humid
1: also i was really hungry when we got there too
0: yeah you were hungry it was humid it was hot also things we don't never necessarily have to deal with mostly like humidity is not a thing so it went from humidity to raining. We're like, we want to go home. Where's my vegetarian? I want to take my toys and go home. Yeah, we were yeah. big, We were kind of big. These are real champagne problems. Yeah. But
1: you know, hey, whatever. Needless to say, it's an expensive event. So, yeah. I, I mean, I I still had fun. You yeah, know, I until did too. until it got crazy. Until we, we didn't have fun. <laughs> uh, anyway, I I found a really cool piece of merch that popped up that, that they've um, I think probably put out because we're getting into the season. It's mm-hmm. called the doom mentions, do mentions. Okay. It's a play on dimensions, doom. Okay. Do mention <laughs> pop up mystery manner. So look this thing up as I'm talking about, it. it's a Kickstarter, which I love supporting. I've had friends that have written books through Kickstarter and stuff, and it's a great way to support, you know, People's individual projects but this is cool solve an immersive 3d pop-up escape room in a box from the devious minds behind curious correspondence and mysterious package company so you get fully assembled do mentions experience all stretch goals access to our backers only discord access to the campaign audio puzzle and a regifting kit so um it looks like a little dollhouse that you pop up and then you're given your own escape room to play. It's okay. just kind of it, it's really I think it's a really clever thing. Yeah. And I the graphics the money. <laughs> the graphics are really cool. I so, hope it gets the money. That's awesome. Yeah, me too.
0: I also wanted to mention that A24 announced the third movie in Ty West X franchise. So oh, let's talk about that. Okay. I really like the movie X. Uh, ahead of the release of Ty West's new horror movie Pearl, which is the prequel to this year's X, okay. which is sort of part of this trilogy, A24 has also announced this week that the third film set in the X universe. I love how everything's a fucking universe. Uh, is also on the way. It's titled Maxine, and the X and Maxine. Is triple X, so that's cute. Okay, Maxine set in 1985. Hope coming soon. You can watch teaser trailers, etc. So, what they say is that Mia Goth will be back and reprising one of the two roles she played in X. It follows Maxine, who's played by Mia Goth, after the events of X, as the sole survivor who continues her journey towards fame, setting out to make it as an actress in 1980s Los Angeles. Oh, I can't wait. The film hasn't yet been shot, but it's on the fast track after being greenlit by A24. It all stems from X. You know, which launched Goth as a survivor of a porn shoot that goes awry when their hosts in rural Texas see what they are doing, and the cast and crew end up fighting for their lives. So Ty West wrote the script. You know, she survives,
1: and this is what happens next. This A twenty four is really just like cranking them out. They do. They're like uh, Blumhouse a little mm. bit that way. Different, they very do. different stuff. But
0: yeah, and they they do crank them out more faster i should say than they used to but yeah. yeah all right so i think we have come to the oh, part of the show yeah. where we do this little thing called
1: <laughs> Pull the girl. yep or Facts with cat.
0: <laughs> that's what it was i bet some
1: of you have that as your cell phone ring i'm just gonna i'm gonna put that out there
0: some version
1: of you singing yeah <laughs> okay Number one, live in that dream. What was the monster in the movie, the 1954 movie them? Okay. Number two, what child film star did not know he was acting for a horror movie until the filming was complete? Mm Hmm. I have a guess, but I don't know. Number three. What tends to be the most difficult thing for characters in a horror movie? <laughs> okay. And I'm not talking about the monsters. I'm talking about you the know, characters, the rest of them. Number four, what serial killer showered over a body he stashed in the bathtub for a month? <laughs> I'm sorry I laugh, but
0: what the fuck? <laughs>
1: You don't even want to know my key phrases that I type in. Yeah, your
0: search criteria. No,
1: no, I really don't. And number five, which movie from the 80s is credited as creating the genre of found footage horror movies? All right. I think we should play one more time at the end. Yeah. Yeah, without me singing it, just so people can hear the brilliance of Mannequin Uprising. <laughs> That's right. That's that other cue, too. I played both of them for
0: you. One with the vocal stylings. I yeah.
1: The, I mean, I, I, I don't want to, you know, overdo it. I want to make them miss me.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. You don't want them to know that you're truly a singer. Right. You're just kind of, it's a misdirect. That's correct. Right. So I hear that you saw they, them. I did. What'd you think? I went on and on and on about it last time. So, you know, I, I want
1: to, I have a couple things. I'm so glad. I, I certainly didn't love it, but I think for some different reasons, Yeah. I do still feel that like some of the tropes and stuff that you were talking about, you know, bothered me a little, but for me, I think I'm a huge slasher fan. For those of you who've been listening to this show for a long time and I understand that there are no rules around making horror films, but there's rules around making horror films. And I think it's hard to make a slasher that you have to take seriously. And so it was hard for me to sit in a film that has this political message. And it's also trying to be a funny slasher. And so I'm going, well, Which personality are you?
0: Like I said, like halfway through the movie, all of a sudden this is different thing. Yeah. Like which thing
1: are we doing? Yes. (laughs) And so that was hard for me. Yeah. The other thing that I had a reaction to was a lot of people said that this movie made the trans community, the ones who were killed and looked bad. And there was a lot of information out there about how it seemed really politically incorrect. I could not disagree more. And I understand this is my opinion. I might get shit for this, but the people who actually died in that movie were the ones who were either internally homophobic and killing people in their own community mm-hmm. or the ones that were trying to do the conver- conversion. Yep. So it was the trans folks and the queer folks that came out. Yeah. On top. No, they were the heroes. For and sure. and looked incredibly empowered. So <laughs> this is where, you know, and, and you and I had talked about how because we had talked about this with some people on our discord. and I'm like, I want to see this for myself because gotta. this tends to be a thing. And sometimes it is absolutely true. We are oh, politically yeah. correct up and down left and right all the time. But I also want to call out when that's fucking false. Yeah, And I don't think this movie did that at all unless I am missing something. Well, and you
0: you'll you're willing to hear the feedback on what you're missing from from that perspective. And like I said before, I I didn't like the movie because I thought it was tropey and it didn't know what it was. And it, it changed genres right. halfway in the middle. You're right.
1: And and but, listen, if you're going to if you're going to critique certain communities in slashers and um. You know, talk about how there's this injustice. There is to everyone in a fucking slasher. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone dies. Yep. yep. You know, like it's not. I was there's having. No fairness this, in I that. had this conversation with a client of mine, <laughs> um, and because they were really like, you know, I hadn't seen it yet, and they're bringing all this stuff up, and they hate horror, and I go, okay, uh, I, like I'm just going to tell you, if you don't watch horror, you may not get that 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 everyone dies. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like. Um, so I just I had I had <laughs> such a like. Well, you, were, you were
0: waiting to be mad yeah and right? i'm like
1: where what these guys are like kick-ass like ty
0: they're the best character Well, and i told you that that i mean i think i said that the best thing about this movie was the actors yes and, and the, the, the acting actors was were great. great and they and they really they really show you like this the hero kind of journey thing which of course gets lost once they decide they're a slasher halfway through but like
1: yeah, it just I you, you got you have to figure out what you're making. And you cannot make a slasher with a political statement. And I don't know
0: what happened, but I feel like somebody probably wrote this really fun horror comedy where, where the trans community would happen to be represented in it. Yeah. Is what I'd like to fantasize. Sure. Is that they just wrote this movie and that's, that just happened to be the backdrop of it. And then somebody fucking came in and said, we have to make some kind of fucking statement. You know, like somebody came in and was like, we have to make this more of a like, look at Jordan Peele and look at this, we have to make more of a statement. It's like, no, just make a great horror slasher comedy thing and some of the characters happen to be trans. Well, and
1: that is where, so, and again, I don't want to be a voice for, first of all, I don't identify as trans. However, I don't want to be an overarching voice for the queer community. But what I can say is that many of us have complained when cis hetero folks make movies about someone being gay versus that character just happens to be gay right well if that is what we're upset about then why did we make an entire movie where they just happen to be stuck in a conversion camp without it being so preachy yeah because it's enough. It's enough. And it would have been a great movie it's if it enough. was left at that. And the message, I think, would have been stronger if they didn't try to overcorrect. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mad at that. Yep. Fair enough. Thank
0: you very much for your review. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and a good talking point for us because, of course, I'm going to look at it differently than you. And that's always interesting to me. I actually went out, I saw The Night House, and I think I had seen it before, Mm -hmm. but you then talked about it on the show- A while back. A while back. Last season. And then I watched it, and I'm like, I'm not, I don't remember this. (laughs) Like, I'm not sure if I, (laughs) I don't, (sighs) there were pieces of it that felt really familiar, but I'm like, what, how come I checked out so hard during this movie? But anyway- So I saw the night house 2020 and I would recommend it. I thought I think it's worth a watch. Um, I think that Kathy didn't like it at all, so or didn't like it. No, I didn't. Much. I
1: didn't like her.
0: Okay, so I think she was fantastic. Okay, um, maybe maybe I don't know if you said that you didn't like her or you generally I I don't just, like her. No, or... no,
1: I didn't like her performance. Oh, in okay, this. yeah, like I, I, I don't know, something about her character bugged. So this is another statement on grief. Like mm-hmm. a lot
0: of horror movies, it's a it's definitely a theme that is used quite a bit in our horror stories in the last several years, very successfully. And this movie is very popular. It gets really good reviews, et cetera. But I remember you saying you didn't like her. I, I thought she was great. I thought I really enjoyed her performance. The moments where grief, I thought that the moments where grief were really hard to look at were not pervasive. In other words, they didn't go overboard in, Her volatility that happens during grief, you know, there's like one scene in a bar where she gets a little shitty drunk and treats everybody like shit. But those when grief is really hard to look at and really unattractive and and difficult, there weren't a lot of those. But there was like enough of that that where you go like, okay, that it's represented because we all act poorly when we're grieving. Like it's just a piece of it. Yeah. It was. I thought it was creepy and dark and I thought the direction was really good. I, mm-hmm. There were some jump scares that I was okay with. I don't. It was unnerving and I just liked kind of the... It had some of those like invisible man callbacks. It did, yeah. And a little bit like The Lodge calls back yeah. if you've seen that movie. So it's got that kind of vibe if you guys have seen those movies. I think it was attempting... My criticism, I guess, would be that I think it was attempting to do a bit too much and there were moments and characters that I think lacked necessity in the story I agree where Hall's performance was part of what saved it for me and part of like some of the far out story details kept me interested because there there is quite a bit of like uniqueness in there where they take it Um, and I also liked uh, this director, David Bruckner, I liked his movie, The Ritual. Mm-hmm. So it gives me hope for him helming, uh, he's helming the new Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, he is. So between The Ritual and this movie and that sort of style, I- I'm hopeful. I mean, you know, but I enjoyed it. So
1: that's, that's my shizzle. Yeah, she's, uh, I do want to see Smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She's-
0: yeah, we'll see if you like her better in that. I watched The Girl
1: with All the Gifts. What'd you think? I really liked it.
0: Yeah, it's one of my faves, and I
1: love, I loved it from beginning to end. Oh, I'm
0: so glad. Um,
1: I had to to stop it at times because I did feel like it was very dark. Um, Yes, but I didn't stop it because I was bored. I stopped it because I'm like, (laughs) a break. (laughs) I had to kind of take in the the just the primal nature of the message and all of that. I loved the ending. Right. So, you know, it's, it's getting a lot of attention. I should have pulled up the description here, but I can, many of you have probably already seen it.
0: Yeah. It's not new.
1: It's not new, but I feel like more and more people have been talking about it. So the girl with all the gifts is a 2016 British post-apocalyptic science fiction, horror film, the lead actress, the young girl in this, I think it's Gemma. She's amazing, Arderton. I don't know if I'm saying that right. She was fantastic. The film depicts a dystopian future following a breakdown of society after most of humanity is wiped out by a fungal infection. The plot focuses on the struggle of a scientist, a teacher, and two soldiers who embark on a journey of survival with a special young girl named Melanie. So she plays Melanie. I I think actually Senia Nanua. Oh, is that who that is? Okay, I think it's possible that it's getting more attention just because of the political climate that we've been in and the pandemic and all of that stuff. And then also just bringing more attention to black film leads and things like that. So I've, I was watching a documentary that I'll talk about next week. And so I'm like, you know, I keep hearing a lot about this. I'm going to watch it. I know that Shannon had watched it and man, it's powerful.
0: Yeah. It's on my list kind of, uh, for, kid-helmed mo- Kid movies that are really amazing, dystopian movies that are really amazing, and Black Leads. It's always been sort of on... ever. So- well, it came out in 2016, but for a few years it's sort of been on my list for that. Like when people ask for recommendations in that... And I know I've talked about it in other contexts with other topics. Like, it gets added to a lot of categories, so...
1: And Glenn Close is in it. Oh, God, she's almost unrecognizable.
0: Yeah, she's really good in it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed her performance. And I, I guess I would put it on one of my... If, if we ever did, like, most underrated horror films that we love... <laughs> for sure. This is one of, one of them for me, for sure. For so. sure. Yeah. The other movie I'll just mention before
1: we get to the... <laughs> Uh, oh, I like that one. You're welcome. That was a like a humming, singing kind yeah. of, yeah. Like
0: gave you the shizzle there. I watched a movie called Not Okay. 2022. It's a comedy drama written and directed by Quinn Shepard. Zoe Deutsch, I guess is probably how you pronounce her name. She's... The star of it, an ambitious young woman finds followers and fame when she poses as a survivor of a deadly attack. But she soon su- soon learns <laughs> that online notoriety comes with a terrible price. Okay, so this is this is a hard movie for me to <laughs> to get through. I had to watch it in a few different settings, and I will tell you why. There's nothing wrong with the performances. There's really nothing wrong with the content in, in that. In in other words, I'm not ever going to sit down and watch this movie again, but it, it got a lot of buzz and a lot of people talked about it, and I think it's because of this. So this main character is kind of like the representation of one of our very most famous online personalities, people who get famous for being cute or rich or whatever, and followers and all of that. And, and then also is very hated in the, in the culture, right? So it's this, this white girl, white privileged girl, just basically hated in the world. And she's at a, she's at a low point in her, kind of in the beginning, she's at a low point where she's like getting a lot of hate online. She's crying, she's upset about it, you know, all of this. And I don't feel one ounce of sympathy for her except for the fact that, of course, nobody, it never feels good to get bullied. Right. So I feel that sympathy, but she's hard to sympathize with. Even in the beginning when she's like crying, I'm like, oh, (laughs) really? Okay. This is what we've chosen to be upset about. All right. Cool. So, but then she... kind of happens on this idea of where she lied to impress a guy who's a total doofus, you know, and that's just so relatable when we're young and interested in an image that she gets a crush on like another online guy who's this like white Eminem, but like, you know, C plus Eminem character, (laughs) like no talent, but kind of like that but, like but also yeah. a doofus i mean it's a comedy it's supposed to be yeah. a comedy too so he's just like really you like that so already everyone's hateable yeah and i'm like oh i wish this was a horror movie so that somebody gets murdered somebody but, dies. yeah but no uh and to impress him she says oh uh, yeah i'm a writer too and i i'm gonna go to this writer's retreat in paris da, 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 da. so she doesn't go to the writer's retreat she takes all these fake pictures
1: Oh God, like,
0: you know, online presence, right? Because, and it really, in some ways, that's really great because it shows you how fake your online presence can be Oh God! and how you like, she literally stands on a, you know, on a stool and takes a picture as if she's in front of the Arc de Trompe and like, <laughs> like it's in the background or stuff. And so she fabricates this trip to Paris. So what happens? The news comes on like the next morning that there's been a terrorist attack in Paris And so everyone starts reaching out to her because they (gasps) are you okay? (laughs) Are you okay? And blah 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 and da da da. And so all of a sudden you see the light go on, and first she's like, "Oh, I'm fucked," and then second she's like, "I can make something of this." So she goes back. And she she pretends to get off the plane and her parents are like crying and thinking she was dead and she creates this whole story. She starts attending trauma groups. Oh, my God. That's, that's uh, and this is the point at which I Hold I, on. I, I had a really hard time watching because one, I have a very difficult time with mistaken identity, and yeah. I have a very difficult time with people like faking who they are and everyone and nobody knows except the audience and then i'm I'm like i have this palpable anxiety of them getting discovered so it's really uncomfortable i don't like it i don't like it at all
1: i know her from something
0: and oh she's been in a lot but then it shifts, you know, there's all this stuff that happens. And I, it's very uncomfortable for me because I really don't like her sitting in a trauma group and pretending she's a trauma right. survivor. Right. It became very distasteful and not funny to me at one point. Mm-hmm. And then, so I paused, I stopped watching, I considered not finishing. And then I'm like, ah, oh, well, this is coming from the, the person who
1: loves torture porn. Go on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Love. I mean, I wouldn't go that
1: far. No, but I mean, there is a um- <laughs> difference. <laughs>
0: I know what, I just, I, this kind of thing is really, really upsetting
1: to me. I know her from The Politician. She's really good at playing these very unlikable roles. She's very unlikable. Yeah.
0: So then she goes about her way and it, the story does shift, but you have to wait and wait and wait and wait. And it's mind numbingly awful because she makes a true friend. She rejects the bad guy. She does, she does all of these things. And what I will say is they nailed the ending because it took me this whole movie to like get in, to get that far, mm-hmm. but they did nail the ending because this, this could of course be very predictable, right? These kinds of things can be very predictable. Oh, she's going to get her, you know, she's going to have a, a a redemption arc. Right. And that would have been fine too. But I also would have been like, eh, whatever. But, you know, it kind of saved itself. I still would never sit down and watch it again. But I would say that if anything about that story appeals to you or you like that actress or whatever, she certainly, I mean, the movie's all about her, so go for it. But I don't know.
1: I want to make a correction. I said something earlier, and I I named the wrong star. I said that I was um, looking forward to the film Smile, Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca Hall is not in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make a cor- a correction there. That you were wrong. Um, just, it's a it's actually, uh, Sosie Bacon. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Sosie, Sosie. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was on. She was on *Mayor of Easttown*, and I loved that show. Aww. But uh, yeah, she looks very different in this movie. Anyway, I just wanted to make that correction. Just wanted to say you were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So I think we have come to the part of our show where you tell me things. Number
1: one, <laughs> you tell me things. No, what was the monster? I don't monster know any of the things. <laughs> in 1954's them. I don't. It's a 50s know. movie. No. Um, and the villains were all gigantic something,
0: they were all gigantic. Bugs. Yeah, what kind? Oh, uh, a gigantic
1: <laughs> spider. A nest of gigantic ants. Oh, them. Ugh. Them. Oh, gross. They slash them. <laughs> Number two. Oh, boy. What child film <laughs> star? We're in trouble has, now. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm going to be in the doghouse. What child <laughs> film star did not know he was acting for a horror movie until the filming was done? Um,
0: Well, I was thinking it was the kid in um
1: the Jason movie. <laughs> no, it was actually uh, Danny Lloyd from The Shining. Oh, okay. He was five. Oh. I've heard yeah. that story I, I I thought, thought they scared the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They would do like little tricycle shots and yeah, they, stuff. And he and thought, they, yeah. yeah.
0: And then there was a couple of times where he kind of happened upon it and they scared the crap out of him. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Number three, what tends to be the most difficult thing for characters in a horror movie? Vague much. Um, well, there's rules, but there not just rules. that. What are things that they constantly do where you're like, really?
0: Hello? <laughs> That's one thing they do, which is sort of stupid. If there's a killer in your house and you say hello, yeah, you are telling that. them where you uh go down into the basement. It was they, the first thing I thought of,
1: they run to run without tripping. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. they can't run without tripping no, they or cannot. falling.
0: And you always wait for it, and then you're like, really? I know, like, like we don't all trip with with when we're <laughs> under stress there's not always a big branch in the way. Like with, there's always this excuse, like, okay, what do we, what can we do to slow this character down? You guys can't come up with anything more interesting than, than tripping. tripping. Like there's other things that could happen that yeah. would slow the person Maybe down. Maybe they have a panic attack. Maybe there's some kind of character thing that you could set up in the first act
1: that happens in that moment. Maybe you find out they have a bad heart and they can't run that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, they're going to stop while the killer is chasing
1: them and turn to the camera and and say, I had bronchitis two weeks ago, so (laughs) I'm not feeling very well. Give them an EKG at the beginning of the movie. Okay, anyway, number four, (laughs) what serial drama (laughs) right there? (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, they slash them tried to do both. (laughs) I know. Okay. And not a good movie. fuck that. Number four, (laughs) what serial killer... Showered over a body he stashed in the bathtub for over a month. Uh, BTK Dahmer. Oh, Dahmer of collected corpses. Yeah, he sure did. Num- <laughs> number five. Which movie from the 1980s is credited as creating the genre of found footage horror movies? Very controversial film. Lots of documentaries on it. Um, really. Ca- oh, Ye- Cannibal Holocaust yeah. is what I was gonna uh, That's say. That's it. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's yep. the one. Yep, I've seen it. It's interesting. You know,
1: you, may, you probably know this. Maybe you don't. I, and I think I may have had it as a horror fact a long time ago, but the director actually had to prove to law enforcement that the actors were still alive. Yeah, yeah. It was That's very effective. crazy. Yeah, very effective. It's a
0: scary-ass movie, honestly. It's not very pleasant. So. That is all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Terror Talk. We very much appreciate you. Please follow us on the, you know, the usual suspects, the Insta, etc. Or, you know, consider becoming a patron and join us. We are on there all the time. We have a Discord, etc. And there's extra content. There's over 75 minicasts now on the old patreon so there's a lot of extra content so join us we would love to have you thank you so much for listening this has been an episode of
1: terror talk my name is shannon and i'm kathy sleep safe everyone